0: Welcome to the One Was Had of Dream podcast. My name is Lee Finch and I will be joined by Danny Baker. Uh, Tonight we are going to be discussing the games against Shrewsbury and Cheltenham. The uh, transfer window, the transfers in and out, the business that we did. Uh, Are we heading for a fans civil war? Uh, Predictions for the rest of the year, what we think is going to be happening. Are we staying up? Are we going down? And then we'll preview the Cheltenham and Rotherham preview games. But Danny, welcome to the podcast again. How are you, mate? All right. Yeah, very well. I say I'm well. I'm really, I am really quite, I'm actually in a really positive mood, but something really annoyed me this week you know, I found out. Uh, the Golden Arches. Yeah. Yeah. Famous uh, burger place.
1: Others are available.
0: They're, they're getting rid of two of their breakfast. Uh, I read this. I read this. Oh, mate, I was fuming. <laughs> fuming. They're getting I've rid of the bagel. Yeah. And the uh, breakfast wrap. I usually have both of them together.
1: To be honest, sometimes when I'm on the way to work, I, I often just break out in a breakfast wrap.
0: <laughs> yeah, good one. It's <laughs> like the Anfield Wrap. But yeah, mate, I was fuming when I found out the news. They're not bringing back any of them again. The bagel's the best thing at McDonald's. It's unbelievable.
1: Can I, can I shock you? What? I'm not a big McDonald's breakfast man, really. That shit. I just think, for the sake of going to McDonald's, just go to a proper cafe.
0: And nah, a no, because it's different. Different, different breakfasts.
1: Yeah, but what are you doing though? Go you, and pop a fry up. Don't go and sit in the Golden Arches like some sort of. Yeah, but if, you're, if, you're, if you
0: can't, if you ain't got the time to sit and you want a quick breakfast on the go, you just get, you'll get like a muff. Well, you used to get, but I used to get bagel, two ash browns, extra ash brown, yep, yeah, for star. Well, of
1: and course, absolutely. Just a start. Me.
0: But you're talking about fry ups, all right? what you, What's your what go to? Do you have chips on a fry up?
1: Right. My wife always laughs at this. But I always muck about if I go, if I say I'm going to go to the calf. She always goes, what? Two sausages, chips, beans, fried tomatoes, cup of tea to a toast Bosch, which is my sort of staple fry-up. But yes, I'm not big on a hash brown, but chips all day on a, on a fry-up, absolutely.
0: I'm chips on a fry up, but I don't have bacon in a calf. What? I don't have bacon in a calf.
1: What do you mean you don't have bacon in a calf? Where do you have it? Down the park?
0: No, no, I have it no, at home because I library. cook it. I have, to be, I have to cook it in a certain way. Go on. some you ca- like
1: your Delia Smith version. Well, it cooking. has to be
0: slightly overcooked. Not okay. Can't burned. you just say
1: to the cafe bloke where tab- No, no or they it. never do it. They bring I it out. It.
0: Some cafes, they bring it out and it's like gammon. It's like, no, mate, I ain't asked for I, I, don't, don't just show it to the heater. Don't just show it to the grill. Put it <laughs> on the grill. Here's the ham. I'll see you in a week. And you know the best thing about calves is their sausages. They're like yeah. cheap shit. Don't know yeah. what goes yeah. in them, but it's I amazing. love them. I could, yeah.
1: Sausage rolls, that cast with ketchup but, is absolutely yeah. staggering. So, as I said,
0: I'm, re- I'm, I'm really quite nice and well, but yeah, it really annoy me that McDonald's are getting rid of the two favourite things I like.
1: Well, don't, don't let it affect me. I mean, obviously, you can always, at least you can get a pint at the club now. It's super quick, you know, I've
0: got the app. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to go to a game for that.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah, steady on,
0: mate.
1: <laughs> well, the time. Well, I'm actually saying that the last two games, you're probably good that you didn't.
0: Well, yeah, let's start, with, let's start with Shrewsbury as we've, we've gone on about food. I, I, have you seen the food at the ground at the moment as well? Yeah. I saw a photo of someone with pie mash and mushy peas the other day and looked at you. We've been a bit critical of the food at the ground. Previously. And I know there was a thing about the burgers at the ground were awful, but that's changed. They look good. But if the food at the ground is good. good. The
1: food. I think the food and the offer is is, is really good, actually. So Yeah, well, I do. I it's
0: good. So it shows how bad we have been on the pitch that we're saying how good the food is off it's the pitch.
1: how great the pies are.
0: But Shrewsbury, I thought... Again, I thought we were... Same formation, same tactics. Is our subs coach still in... Tr- is he still there? Is Has he been sacked or something? We I'm really
1: honest that. with you, I was talking to my lot the other day and we were like, are we, are we for real here? Like, some of the stuff that's been... like The subs coach, Darius Charles, like, AWOL, completely absent in terms of him. The fact that we've been struggling for a striker. All these little pockets of money. The subs coach... The finishing coach, the you know whatever else coach you can find, the Darius Charles, a few others. We can't afford to buy a decent player, but for somehow we've got four or five personnel that we can quite <laughs> easily get rid of to actually add value on the pitch. It was just like just a bit of a weird one, Shrewsbury as well. I mean, it just annoys me because it's just it's a, it's a massively winnable game, hmm. and the first half we played quite well, when I thought we were busy, and the second half we just seemed to completely lose a bottle, completely lose a bottle.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think the three games that we've had, the uh, last three, they've been all winnable. We haven't changed anything. We haven't... The thing is, we've put all these loan players in. Uh, Thomas and Terry and people, we brought Cosgrove back. Obviously, because we had a lot of games coming up. Yeah. But then we're throwing them on for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. We're giving the same players runouts. Like, at McCormick, Assel and Rodoni, I find, are either really, really good or they're really, really bad. Yeah. Or averaged. Like, Against Shrewsbury, I thought Assel was average first half. I thought McCormick was good, and I thought Rodoni was brilliant. Against uh, going to cheltenham I thought Asell was brilliant, McCormick was bad, and Rodoni was average. But if we keep playing them over and over and over again, it's like we're never going to see what the others can do. It's like George Marsh. George Marsh has come in, yeah. and I thought he's been best player pretty much every week. He's, he's everywhere. Good. His passing's good. He's decent. Uh, I d- Shrewsbury's going, I don't know what Ben Hennigan was doing for the goal. Well, he runs back to go on the line and then he just doesn't come out to make a chance. It was just awful defending again from us that if we're giving teams away goals, we're going to be playing like Sunderland soon, Rotherham soon. They will absolutely destroy us if we give them goals like that. It'd be three or four nil.
1: I think the good things about Shrewsbury is I thought Lee Brown was really good. I thought as a left back, he seemed really solid. A little bit of, um, I'm trying, I can't think of the word. When you, when you mug somebody off and like everyone loves it. You say He's hello. a bit
0: mouthy. He's a bit, bit mouthy.
1: He's got a little bit about him. Yeah. Um, I thought he was decent. I thought marsh was good. I just, when I watch us now, I just, I don't see how, and I know it's a bit weird with the Shrewsbury game, but um, with the game on Cheltenham, I just don't, when I watch us, I don't know how we're going to score a goal. Like, I just, when you watch us, we have got two wingers or two full backs or wingers, none of them want to cross and there's no point in crossing because no one's there. We don't have any kind of structure in terms of... We don't even we don't even now, Lee, play off the player up the front. Like, he's oh. not even a target, man. Like, I just feel really sorry for um, blade And I feel sorry oh. for Cosgrave because I'm watching him and I'm like, how are you... This is clearly not what you signed up for. Like, I'd be amazed if he played on his own, ablade on his own up top. I'd be what, staggered. F-
0: fulham kids. I just, no, yeah.
1: I just... I don't understand. Like, I don't understand... How we're going to score a goal, ever? Like I, I and I generally don't. And like I said, I don't know we scored two the other day. But they but let's face it, they're both just deflections of of shots or headers that have gone luckily landed to two players. The goal against um, Cheltenham again was a massive mistake, free header. I just, I, I, I do worry with our. We seem it's a bit weird because we've obviously been talking about how we're going to create this youth setup who are completely unafraid, but they look terrified. No one can go down. We've got Radoni and Ossu always having to cut left. Everyone knows that now. A cell kind of drifts over each side, but we just, all I wanted to do is get down the wing and cross it or look like, like, look like they could score goals. But I just felt that Cheltenham just shows you the difference of having a, a I mean, I don't even think Udo or, I mean, I quite like Bowman to be honest, but I don't think Udo or Bowman um, at Strasbourg are bad strikers. I don't think they're great, but they're not bad but they were miles better than in terms of their role than a they was. Miles we're, better. So, we're
0: so fixated on having more possession than the other team, right? So against, uh, we have like 60% possession, but then we only have one shot on target. I don't, like, do you know what I mean? You're not going to score if we're going backwards, sideways, backwards, sideways, which is happening now. Harkin's gone back into the team. I found that we were going backwards. In I remember speaking to Robo on the podcast and we spoke to... Uh, Rob well, Toovey as well and they said that uh, when he was in the youth team Anthony Harkin was an attacking midfielder who scored goals for I remember for fun. you saying that I remember right?
1: that coming up and now he's not but, even nowhere near
0: it but he's a defensive midfielder again and, and that's not what the player we were going to see and it's just like we're so dream. like start of the season we were exciting we were exciting to watch it yeah. didn't matter what Bolton did they're going to score three we'll score three we, we'd go out and we'd get We'd get after them I just don't see it at the moment and I said people would go oh yeah we're tired for after we had that break after Christmas and stuff which kind of ruined our uh, rhythm but we've got all these players and we're not used... Like, Thomas looked bright coming on yeah, against you. It right, he looked all right. He looked like he could take on a player, looked like he wanted to know. Uh, and then he's, he's only played 10 minutes since he's been with us. What's what's the point of bringing these players here if we're not going to play our own, develop, like, develop our own and put them in? Unless we haven't got the players in the UT. I
1: mean, if I'm honest with you, though, let's be blunt, our record at Player Lane is absolutely rubbish. Like, us at home, having to set the agenda, that don't suit us. We we're For me we're much better on the counter-attack with a sale kind of hunting and other people. I just, I don't think that we play anything like where we should be when we're at home. And our home record is absolutely horrible. Where we've got to set the pace, Lee, where we've got to, you know, whenever we're at home, you're, if you're away, you take the point. At home, you're looking for free. Can't do
0: it. But then against can't the last three teams, that's the games we should have been setting the pace. Oh, the three games we should have been going out and going. Of course. Track. I felt so sorry for Terry against Shrewsbury because he was just isolated again. He was yeah. like Oli Palmer, but four foot five. And do you know what I mean? He's got loads of pace, but we don't play him behind. He, we, we're trying to put it on like to him and he just can't hold the ball up. He's literally coming so deep. So when you look behind him, there's no one behind him. No. So literally against Shrewsbury, they had three centre-backs. They played three, five, two, I think it was, or three, four, one, one or whatever it was. But they had three centre backs against, her, and they're like, "Yeah, we could bring We'll mark this kid all day long." And then Cosgrove come on; he missed. looks bright.
1: Shrewsbury was the game. I felt I know Cheltenham was a different game, but Shrewsbury was the game that we were desperately short of a, of a forward. We had Rodoni try to do a little flick to score. We had a couple of other bits where players weren't in the right places. That was the game when I was like, "We are really, really short of a striker." And unfortunately, um, that it just that, in my opinion rolled over to, to the Cheltenham game. I just, I kind of felt that we, we again, I hate to say it, it's almost like you could listen to this podcast six, six months ago and you hear the same thing. Lots of effort, lots of industry, likeable guys just cannot, cannot impact the game. You could,
0: you could listen to this podcast when Glyn Hodges was in charge, when Wally Downs was in charge, when are in charge. It's going to be the same stuff. I, I, I'm not seeing much of a difference on the pitch there might be stuff going on off the pitch and stuff like that, but on an actual game day, I'm not seeing anything different on the pitch at the moment. Where we're easy to scout. Where you know what we're going to do on Saturday. We're going to play four, two, three, one, and you know we're going to have two wide wingers, one man in the middle, and hopefully it's going to be, hopefully it be because the new striker playing, and we can get balls into him against Cheltenham. I thought first fifteen minutes we we started really well. We started lively. Our South scores an absolute beauty of a finish. Yeah, that was uh, good one. and then once we score, it's like boom. We go back to our ways. We we can't keep the ball. We don't move the ball quick enough through midfield, uh, and yeah, we're just losing the ball. The only again, I think you said the plus point at the moment is George Marks, Lee Brown coming in. Uh, our centre backs look absolutely horrendous at the moment. Oh, I, Joe, Dan Soccer, it's, it's mad that I'm thinking Dan Soccer probably our best centre back at the moment.
1: I mean the game. I mean the Cheltenham game. I. I know, and it's bizarre. I know it just shows you how mad football is. We scored two goals. I don't. I genuinely don't think I, I've watched a game and felt so disheartened than watching that game. I just the passing was pathetic. Like the amount of balls that just were nowhere near anybody. No, no sense of let's do go forwards. Overlaps weren't being used and weren't. I just we just looked totally shot of confidence, ideas, and again it just annoyed me. When we went 2-2, that we didn't go, right, sod it. We've got to, this, is, this is a game to win. Cheltenham were blatantly going to retreat, panic. Um, and they could have nicked at the end. I just, I don't buy this, oh, well, it wasn't a penalty, so we should have won. No, we were nowhere near on it. We had two deflections. I even saw, I think I saw Chislett. I don't know if it's Chislett's dad or not. Said something about an assist for Chislett. And Chislett had the shot in the second half that, like, hit a bloke, went straight to Cosgrave. I was like... I didn't want to say that I was like, come on, mate. We're kind of clutching
0: at straws. A positive from the, the, the Cheltenham game, I think, is Cosgrove scoring because he yeah. looks a natural finisher. He looks yeah. like a, he's going to score goals. Uh, and I think he'll be a big player for us going forward. But I just think what's frustrating me at these games is our substitutions have to. Like like for like, every time, you know, on about 70th minute, we're going to be looking at bringing Terry off and bringing on... Hang on, 60, there's
1: always a sub. 70, there's always something goes
0: on. We're going to bring... It's like he's gone, right, what do I need to do? The subs coach is sitting there going, right, right. We need to make a sub, right. Hasel well, looks tired. Right, I sat right. Who have I got? Oh, right. Thomas is a winger. Let's put. You know what I mean? It's like it's like for like. Not going against Cheltenham. I thought they were there for the taking. I thought Shrewsbury were there for the taking. I didn't think there were both any decent teams that we scared of. Even on count, like Cheltenham didn't have anything. I don't think second half. So instead of changing it and going right, I'm going to go two up front. Maybe bring Hitegan off and just go with the one in midfield. Or if we're going to get a in midfield, bring, I didn't think McCormick played well at all against Cheltenham. Bring him off and go with. Thomas in behind or go, you know what I mean? It's totally something different. It's not, it's, it's how many, what is it now as well? Is it one win in 10?
1: It's pretty poor. It's got, it can't be, it can't be that. I mean, the last time. Because record was 13.
0: 13 without a win. one Neil? Yeah.
1: Maybe. Yeah, it was. I think the, the, the thing that just annoys me is that over the last sort of six or seven games, and I'm going to go post-Wickham, the only time that we looked like scoring was Burton away Last 15 minutes, Assal went on, play next to Wally Palmer. Two of them were up front or causing havoc. And we actually looked like impacting the game. And I don't want to come across doom and gloom all the time. But I genuinely watched that game on um, Tuesday. And we'll talk about our our signings later. But I literally was like, if Cosgrove doesn't come off here, we are in a world of trouble. And like, I just... It, it is worrying that you've got teams below us who can score goals. Yeah, they're conceding. But at the same time, we are picking up points, whether, whether we like that or not. We need to be more, we need to be over a point a game, which we just about are. But we've got to find a way of scoring some goals here and if, sharpish.
0: If, if Cosgrove don't work, we're, we're, we'll talk about it later with ins and outs and, where, and what we think is going to happen this season. But if Cosgrove don't work, we're screwed. Absolutely yeah. screwed, unfortunately. Well, I, and and there's a strong possibility that it won't work because if you look at his record, but as I said we'll go on about that in a minute. But yeah, I just I'm just really frustrated. What it's not it's not enjoyable to watch at the moment. And I think one of the main things again from Cheltenham, I know it was a Tuesday night. I know, was it a rearranged game or did we yeah, I think yeah we're was it was the first time we've been low budget for attendance, so it was below what we need to have.
1: Oh really? What keep, do we yeah. need to have?
0: I, I, I'm not 100%. I saw it on Twitter. So uh, that's from Gary. No, it was, it was from someone who's well within. They know what they're talking about. Uh, and it was below the, I think it was Sam Elliott, actually. It was below the budget. of, And it was, I think it was, below, I think it was down 3,000 from Saturday. Do you know what I mean? And we're all talking about getting new fans in and watching us. Not, you you want to go football and be entertained and watch, watch goals. I'd rather go down being entertained, losing 4-3 than what I'm watching at the moment. And Shrewsbury and Cheltenham, and before that, it hasn't been enjoyable to watch. And this is where I think the frustration with women and fans are at the moment with the game.
1: Well, I know we're going to talk about it later, and I've, I've kind of set the whole <clears throat> fans dynamic, because I think there's a, there's a real interesting year or two coming up with the fan base. But again, I suppose we've nicked a point. It's frustrating because we've taken two from six, where really, let's be blunt, we could have absolutely gambled and played two up front, lost one, 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 and we, we were actually a point better off, which is the annoying thing. And maybe in Robo's case, I just feel at the moment, we're a little bit too scared to lose. Um, and actually, we're we, talking a lot about young players being brave. We need, we need some bravery. So I,
0: I totally agree with you. I think we're too we're too scared of losing now, which I never thought we'd have under Robbo and the management team, because they're, they're becoming so stubborn and they're so scared of losing. It's, it's going back to where we were previously under different managers, which I didn't think we'd have under Robbo and the management team that we've got now. Yeah, but
1: no, okay, yeah.
0: If we move on and we'll, we'll come back, we'll, we'll discuss our January transfer window, uh, the ins and outs, and if it was a good one. The Wombles had a dream podcast
1: by the fans
0: for the fans. We're back, and we're going to be discussing the transfer window, January transfer window. The door has slammed closed, as they say, on all the stupid channels. So our business was Terry Blardy, Thomas, what's his name from Barnsley on loan. Uh, I ain't going to try and pronounce his surname. Uh, We sold Oli Palmer to Wrexham, reportedly got three hundred grand. We bought in Cosgrave and uh, Broom, a goalkeeper. on the last day of the transfer window, and we, we called Cosgrave back, which but he's been here pretty much the whole window. Dan, good or bad transfers?
1: It's a, Do you know what? It's a really difficult one to work it out in terms of right now. If I'm looking at it, you think one out, four in, sounds good. Young keeper, got no issue with that. But at the same time, I mean, okay, let me summarise in slightly different way we've got ablade and thomas who are projects we've got broom who is a backup keeper and we've got cosgrove who is going to start potentially right now the the main emphasis should be on staying in this league and we've basically taken one one long term two punts and a fill in in my opinion and i'm a, it's a bit of a mixed bag on the fact that Ablade's quick, works hard. Have we played to his ability? No. Are we going to where uh, one up front? No. I think he's got to play with somebody else. Tomas, again, he's going to, let's face it, Rodoni and a set. He's going to basically be a player who's going to relieve a bit of stress. Play 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. Is he someone that we desperately needed? Again, I mean, of all the places to up to put extra players, I'm not sure wing was where we needed it. Backup keeper, fine apparently Zanev might have some international fixtures that he's got to play when he's not around. So for me, the whole window is is on Cosgrove. Now I know obviously forwards have to be have to be careful forwards because you can either judge them on goals or judge them on quality. And we've been we've known ourselves Tom Elliott, we know with Lyle Taylor, who have come to us, Jack Midson to a certain extent, who have come in and not been particularly prolific at other places. And even Lyle was great for us, but I wouldn't say he was prolific. Um, it all depends on how he is for me. I think the whole window, if Cosgrove comes off well and we stay in the league, then it was right to sell Palmer and everyone else doesn't really matter. I hate to say it, though, with the way that we play, I think Tomas is a waste and I think Ablade is a waste unless you play two up front.
0: I agree. I agree. Uh, last week, we, dis- we-, we discussed the football committee. Are they doing a good job? Yes or no? Uh, you and uh, Mike Hendrick said yes. I said no. Yeah. Uh, I think this shows me that they're still not doing a great job. Uh, I, I don't believe the... I, I call it kind of all the bollocks that comes from... Sorry about my language, but all the stuff that comes from Rob Owen, the the, the the bald and Joe Palmer, that Cosgrove is our number one pick. If he was our number one pick, why was he not in the door earlier? Okay, it might have been that Shrewsbury were sending him back. He didn't send him back to Birmingham late but you, you, you put all the noises out there that you wanted him if he was our first pick. He wasn't registered for the Cheltenham game, which is mad because then we dropped points in that game when we could We're done with a massive lump up front. His record in, in League One is pretty poor. Uh, all the reports from Birmingham uh, that you hear is that he's the worst signing they've ever made. They paid £2 million for him. If we get the Cosgrove that was at Aberdeen, then we have a player on our hands. I've seen him play a few times for Aberdeen on the box and stuff and he bullies players. But the last few years, he hasn't been that player and he doesn't look like he wants to be that player. So it's last chance saloon, I reckon, for him because he's only going to end up back playing for someone like St Mirren and stuff like that or where he is now with Wimbledon, really. Uh, Terry O'Blade, I think we've brought him in because we didn't think we were losing Palmer. Maybe we brought him in before that because we thought Palmer might stay. But I'm with you. He ain't going to play now. So, how many loans are we going to have that ain't going to play now? So, we're going to have Henry Lawrence, Presley, Terry Obladi, all not playing. Mabude. Mabude, four players at the moment ain't going to play. I just think it's madness. So we if we're paying any of these wages for these players, we're wasting money. We're not developing players for other teams, and it just can't be a good relationship for these teams to send players on loan to us to go, look, you've only got 765 minutes. Uh, as I said, it all this this transfer window all hinges on. What Cosgrove we get, and if he's going to score goals, uh, I, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't believe the, all the stuff we get told. Why I don't get all the lying all the time from the bot, like from. This was our first choice. I don't. I don't believe that in a, in a million years. Do you think Cosgrove was our first choice, Dan? No,
1: but at the same time, I am. Um, I think he might. Well, he might. He, and again we're never going to know are we in terms of what the, what the things are but again at the same the thing that's frustrating for me, Lee, is if you look at the quality, the caliber of signings that every team has made down there, ours are the lowest like Fleetwood buy a decent forward, uh, Doncaster buy a decent forward, Gillingham sack their manager, bringing in a great manager, already got a couple of decent players who have come in it's sort of we kind of, I kind of just feel like we're constantly the last dog at the bowl, and all of this ag- ag- angst and annoyance and frustration is going to lead to our next point when we talk about a bit more depth.
0: And The funny thing about it as well is that we've uh, we had three hundred grand. The uh, Wrexham put it as under. Oh, by the way, we
1: haven't even mentioned Brown Lee Brown in that. In oh yeah, short. we
0: forgot. Yeah, I forgot about Brown because he he's been. There, there.
1: To be fair to Robbo. He is exactly what we've... I can't believe we completely... See, right
0: I, I understand that we were off a brand previously and we turned him down and said, no, we didn't but want to. really?
1: Mm. I mean, I think saying. he... I genuinely believe that he is a very, very, very good signing. I think Nesta, by the way, is well gone. I don't know what's happened. I think there must have been something that's happened at the ground because for him not to be in a matchday squad, taking a backup keeper, picking his young lads... um, I, I think something must have happened with Nesta
0: but we we're, do, we're doing it the Wimbledon way this is the Wimbledon way we're doing it cheap and anyway, we we're doing it cheap we haven't spent any of the money 300 grand is is has not been spent because we've got another loan player from Birmingham that they wanted off their they won off their books they won't gone I don't know if we're paying any wages for him but I'm guessing it won't be a lot but yeah we're doing it really on the cheap again I reckon we've kept that 300 grand for the for the loan that we've got and we, and unfortunately, people say, "Oh, we have to like we've got this loan." But if you're getting 300 grand for Palmer. You have to reinvest into the squad. You've and got this to, is to reinvest. I, some I don't of it. get why we've taken on a loan player. As much as I really want Cosgrove to be work, do good and do well, and I hope, I really hope he it can go. As I said before, swing two ways. It can. Really, it's going to really work out for us, or it doesn't, and we go down. But I just don't know why we didn't go out and buy a, a good 23, 24 year old going off on of money for him and go out and do something. Because we've we've got loans that all got to go back. What are we going to do in the summer? We're not going to have any money in the summer again, and we're going to be back to square one again. And I just think Brown, I'll give you Brown, yeah, he's, he's good. I think he'll be a captain next year. I think he's going to be a solid. He's, he's What I said would be a perfect AFC Wimbledon signing. He reminds me a bit of Ben Thatcher. Really nice off the pitch, bit of a banter. But on the pitch, he turns into a bit of an... You can, I saw him... Yeah. I think it was the other day. He was having a gut one. Of their players. He was right in their ear. He was talking to the ref all the time. He's that kind of player that we need. Uh, the young keeper. I think that's a good bit of business. He Comes with a good bit of pedigree. Unfortunately, our backup keeper at the moment, Zaki, as again, I keep hearing his reports. He's a lovely lad. Really nice. He's not a League One standard goalkeeper, unfortunately. So with Sanef probably off for, I think it's a month. I think he could be away for four to six games. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, some CONCAC tournament in March. I think it's it ain't when other countries are playing either. So that's why we'll lose him and not be able to postpone games because there won't be any other uh, team players gone. But I think that's a good bit of business. He he comes a bit. But again, I did look, though. He's never played a a professional senior game of football, I don't believe. I can't find any other information that he's been at Stoke and he was at Man City kids. But... If he comes in, he's got the pedigree. And to be fair, you can never, you can't ever say anything about Bezo and the keepers that he brings in, because every single one of them have been absolutely superb for us. Yeah, so. New
1: Zealand have got Papua New Guinea, Fiji, and New Caledonia between the 18th of March and the 24th of March. So he's missing for that bit. I mean, as we said before, I think I think the real concern is, from my perspective. W- we haven't reinvested that amount of money and we spent that money anyway. Now, I understand completely that they might want to put a little bit of money into the kitty in terms of the, the, the loan. I get that. But the cost of getting relegated over the cost of investing this 300 grand is not even comparable. Not Put it this way you, if you get relegated, Rodoni, you lose half of his money already. I mean, he's worth not far off a million, in my opinion. He's got, in today's market, if Palmer's worth around 2,000, if these young guys people are touting about, I think Rodoni's got to be close to a million. And Asao won't be far off. If you get to the end of the year and we get relegated, there's no way you're going to get more than three quarters of a million. No way. You're probably going to get 500 with add-ons. And that's, you look at that, lack of attendances, the fan base, the energy around the club, the momentum, you lose it all. I'm a bit concerned that they haven't just gone, right, we're going to end this, that money. And I know, I know what you're... I don't necessarily agree with the fact that we should have gone out and got a 23, 24-year-old striker. I just I don't think there's enough out there. I couldn't name you many that we could have bought. But what I would have said, don't, in my opinion, don't sign blade, don't sign Thomas. You've got bloody Corey Andrews. Just have a look at him. We've not even seen the lad we'll, yet.
0: Will, strange one that for me. It's like Robbo definitely don't like him. It were not his signing when he came in. It was a sign signing. Robbo definitely, maybe he don't like his attitude or he don't like something about him, but the kid was scoring goals for all the shot. He's gone and scored a couple of goals for Colchester in the league. But I totally agree with that. Why are we loaning him back out uh, and bringing in Barnsley under 23 players uh, and, and Fulham under 23 players when we've got a player that we're meant to be developing and this is the big thing that we do. We develop players. Well, well we're not at the moment. And another yeah. one, Danny, with the 300 grand, you're talking about Rochdale went out and bought the Woking striker for six-figure Fee. do you know what I mean why are we not looking at players around the non-league and stuff like teams do to us they nick all our players for free why are we not looking at players who've got six months left like Lee Brown we went and got him for six months left yeah apparently we got him on a really good deal because he's got a business local he lives local and we've got him quite cheap he's probably coming to the end of his career he's going to be right on his doorstep where he lives more family time still earn a decent wedge I just I don't get what our, philo- our, our philosophy is and all these processes, processes, processes. And I look at, this is what I said when Robbo came in regarding the, the window, like the transfers, is this is going to be his weakest. He's never worked in it. We've had managers before who knew, had contacts all over. New Hardley had contacts. Dean Hodges had contact. Wally had contacts. I just find with Robbo that he's going to his under-23 managers and we're getting these other kids who are not good enough to play League One football constantly. And we're struggling with it. And as I said, if Cosgrove doesn't take off, we're screwed.
1: But also, we're just there's just a lot of wasting money as well. Like we like Darius, but he's not going to play. And he's that he is a player. And if he's not a player, then he should join the coaching staff and stop putting himself down as a potential player. We've obviously got the subs coach. I'm sure he's not on a lot of money. I'm sure there are other coaches that are available. People like Mabule. The lad's not going to play. It's obvious he's not going to play. Thank you very much for your time.
0: But you know the strange one? We're keeping, we're keeping Presley and we're keeping Lawrence. They're coming back after their injuries have gone. So where are we? We've got like six strikers now uh, that we've bought in that are never going to play. Like we've just bought in two strikers and, a, and an attacking winger in January. And one of them is going to play, or your hope's going to start. And Cosgrove must know now. Is it? I keep Cosgrove or Cosgrove really doing my name. Right. But, you
1: imagine commentating for Oppo, it's gonna be a shambles.
0: But he must know that he's coming in, he's gonna start every game. He knows he's oh, gonna start every game. So, he, so even he, if he, he don't play probably well, signed. but even if he don't play well, he knows he's probably gonna start because we're we're desperate. We need a big man up front. And and we've got why did we not sign these big people earlier when we've got the worst fixture list coming up now ever? Oh mate, Sunderland, well, Rotherham, Charlton. It just it's just mad to me that we didn't get it. We got the part. and also we knew about we knew Palm was leaving and we, and we knew about these players beforehand. Get me in earlier, then I I mean, leave it to last minute.
1: It's been Bullshit. a very underwhelming sort of window. And actually, from a recruitment point of view, I, I, we, we've been okay, but we've not been amazing. But I guess if we get to the point where we stay up, we give ourselves half a chance, we give ourselves to go again. But it is a real, real. Concern of mine that it's the first year since we've been in League One where we've not had what I would call a proven striker, like a proven, decent goal scorer or two who can actually go out and do something. We've not had it. And I think that... Is that going to bite us in the bum? Possibly. But, we're again, I'm I'm certain that there are four teams that are worse than us in this league. But it, we'll see. I, I, I mean, I'd, I feel that we're a couple of players short. We're probably... Two bits of experience and a decent forward short of a very comfortable mid-table team, but where are they?
0: It, it blows my mind because we. I think the player that Robbo uh, was talking about as well that turned uh, not to turn understand, but we would he would have fitted in was going to be Pig, yeah, uh, right. But was, which I think they wanted more money than we could afford. But if we were looking at bringing Pig back for say half his wage, I think he was on I think he's on eleven grand, twelve grand a week. That's the what I've heard or seen, that's and nice. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, it's not bad sitting on the Ipswich bench, is it? Live local, uh, say five six grand. Why Why not go out and get an absolute top quality loan or top quality free agent or someone decent and go? Here you go. Here's five grand. We'll pay half their wage just to keep us in the league. Pay a hundred grand, fifty grand. Keep someone, keep us in the league this year. I don't, I don't get it.
1: If you, if you got Piggott in from the end of the season, it's a, for me, it's guaranteed survival, pretty much. And you still yeah, but got pick, half, they, half they the wouldn't have it. The they want have hundred in the bank.
0: Yeah, but they want a hundred percent wages. We're not paying eleven grand a week. All oh, right,
1: Dad. well, well, even if it's hundred percent wages, you could still get Brown and Piggott, I reckon Brown or his permanent thing keep Pigot to the halfway, and you would still stay up. Yeah, we'd have to replace the forward, but. Well, put it well. Split it this way. You could basically the whole. I presume the money must have gone. I mean, yeah, like you said, maybe the money's gone to the club. But I just think signing a real forward-up picker, you stay up, and ultimately that's gonna. It's our survival is going to be more than three hundred grand. And unfortunately, oh. like you said, I feel I, I feel from a club perspective that we've kind of. In fact, I'm going to pause on that. I'm going to speak about it later.
0: I'm going to do another I'd say another thing well which should be for another podcast and I've said this before if we got relegated and we kept the same budget as we got now is that the worst thing in the world because we'll go down a league there's only Salford in that league that are spending money and maybe Wrexham if they come up but if we went down and we kept the same budget we got now and we kept this squad together I think it could it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for us
1: but we're not right? going to mate we're not going to keep the
0: squad we'll we'll, we'll we'll let's move on from the transfer talk And we'll move on and we'll start talking about are we heading for a fans' civil war? And when we come back, that's what we'll discuss. The Wombles had a dream podcast. By the fans, for the fans. So we're back and we're going to be discussing are we heading for a fans civil war? Uh, and this was your thing, Danny, when I said to you about what we should put on the podcast, the content, when we have our, our weekly discussions, when we meet and uh, talk about the next week's podcast, this is what you meant. And someone messaged me and said, is it regarding the manager? Is it regarding ownership? Is it regarding the fact that some fans are really negative? I could probably be in that bracket too. Uh, other fans are really positive. Uh, I see a lot on socials. So, what, what's your view and? Well, I'm trying
1: not to go on a huge rant, but I've been supporting Wimbledon and AFC Wimbledon since I was seven. So, I'm what well, I'm, I'm obviously 21 now. 30 years.
0: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Um, but in all seriousness, I, I've always thought that with Wimbledon, we've always prided ourselves on our kind of brotherhood, our togetherness. Our it's us against the world. It's two fingers up the crazy gang. We're all mucking in. With AFC Wimbledon, we're the team that came from there, where we are women and we're together. And I feel that, frankly, we're, we've never been more divided. I feel that we've got the this the the fan ownership, the way that, I think it's very easy as well to create division when you're not playing well. And I think that's fair. And I think that we're not playing as well as we could be. And the last decade, and, I'm, and I believe it is a decade, it's been tough watching women on the fact that every year it's back against the wall, crap football, crap budget, crap ground it was. Um, And now we're getting to the point now where it's, we thought the light was at the end of the tunnel, brand new era, bright lights, youth first, great young players. Isn't it marvellous? Started the season well. We're now right in the doggy doodars, with, in my opinion, probably a a, a worse group. I thought we had a better group, but in terms of experience, which is what you want to get out of a bad decision, you need it. From my perspective, I think a lot of it, and again, I don't want to harp on too much about the fan ownership thing to a point, but I feel that we're going to have this situation now where if people are not aware of this, this is going to continue. What we have now, the football that we're enduring and watching, this is going to happen again and again and again and again until we get to a position where we pay off all the money for Plough Lane, Bond and et cetera, et cetera. So for me, we're going to have this kind of squad and this kind of football for the next five to ten years as a minimum, until we get close to achieving a possibility if and when it does. I feel a bit frustrated as a fan on the fact that I personally, I can't afford it, but lots of people have put a lot of money into the club. We've, we've tried to pay a loan off. We've done an amazing job of playing bomb on one. That's great. Well, they then come back in again. Want another load of money to support the club which we do and obviously Wimbledon have got an amazingly polite fans and caring fans but it's now we're not the return on on support is is not happening in my opinion in terms of the ground's been a bit of a shambles at bits and bobs I know it's going to sort itself out but it you're just waiting for Plough Lane free to sort out the toilets in my opinion or sorting something else out and unfortunately it comes back to the point that we're going to have if and if we're talking about new fans that we need to generate what we're doing we, if we're going to generate fans, you've got to make the story fantastic and the football good. Or you've got to have a level of success to enjoy it. I haven't watched Wimbledon the last five or six games and enjoyed a single game. I'm watching it. It's been pants. It's been dire. I had two free tickets for Saturday. I thought I might invite a guy from work and I thought, you know what? I don't even need the hassle. I'm not even going to do I don't want to put them through anything. It's been mean, oh, hard enough week at work. The last thing anyone I need to do at work is to go and watch Wimbledon play. I'm not overly proud of the way that we play. I'm proud of the club. I'm proud of our story. But ultimately, if we're going to progress and we're going to, and when I mean progress, I'm not talking about winning the league. I'm talking about being 12th. I'm talking about going to a game, someone mentioned it, with a genuine chance to win, lose or draw. Right now, I don't see winning on the cards. And I haven't seen it since middle of November. So my question or my thing was, is that, we are going to shortly have lots and lots of anger and bitterness between different factions of this football club. From the, those who are frankly, we're fan-owned and I don't care. We've got a lot of guys who go, I don't care, we've got a football club. I'm not interested where the results go. That's fine. We're going to have the group who go, I want to be fan-owned, but I do need to see some sort of football. I need to, I'm going to watch football to be, to Anytime. be entertained. I'm, so, I'm going to a game of football because I want to see progress and I've supported the club. You've then got guys at the other end of, the, of this spectrum who are, I don't really, I'm not too, I like the idea of being fan-owned, but I don't really care enough about it because I want to win. And you got other guys who are like, I'd rather be, be massively, massively owned by somebody else and actually achieve. And the problem is we are creating a culture where, in my opinion, the worse we get, and relegation is going to create an absolute storm of hatred and people being negative. If you think Facebook's bad now, wait till you've got the posts about ownership, not ownership, We've been relegated. It's not work. Now we've got fan-owned, massive debt, big stadium, and now we're going to be under strength, lost our best players. It's going to create a very big melting pot, and I'm concerned about the morale of our supporters, and I'm concerned about how this is going to impact our club moving forward. End of my rant, Lee. Over to you.
0: No, no, I think think there's some valid points there. There's a couple I really agree with, a couple I don't agree with. Good, Uh, good. I hope so. Three, three things i like to say. Culture, being proud and, and being a fan. Uh, I don't like the, the, the way we have to change our culture. Why do we have to change this big culture of being Wimbledon? It's like we're so scared of being Wimbledon FC again. We're so scared of the crazy gang days. We're so scared of being this rough, get in your face. We're going to smash you no matter what. I remember, I'm, I'm the same as you, I've been Wimbledon fan for 25 years now. Uh, I remember going to Arsenal and thinking, we're going to we're gonna do Arsenal. Yeah? Arsenal are the best team in the league by country mile. Um, Invincible season. I'd fancy us going there. and I think we drew against them that invincible season. I think it was one of the only ones we drew. Going to Old Trafford, we get spanked 5-0. The next week on Tuesday, I'd be going to Derby thinking, yeah, we'll fucking smash these. Even through the AFC women in early days, we were the team that were coming up. We were the team that you didn't vote in at first. So we're going to show you what we can build. And we've, yeah. done, we've showed everyone what we can build and what we're doing. We're now so scared of that. We're, and it comes from the top. It, I believe it comes from Joe Palmer, our board, our, our, our Don's Trust board, and everything. we're so scared of upsetting. Same with the Milton Keynes stuff. We, we, we don't rally the troops when we're playing them. It's, oh, it's just another game. Some people believe that and some people that's up to them, right? And I get it. But to me, it means a hell of a lot that we go there and we smash them on and off the pitch. Right? But you can't do that. You can't be like that anymore. You, you can't be like old Wimbledon. You can't be the crazy young day And that's what I fell in love with talking about proud is that I was proud with every single one of them players that went on a pitch. Right. Every single one of them. And then we didn't have great players. right? But in my eyes, they were the best players in the world. We had people like Robbie L, but then we also had the Alan Kimballs. The the people that would give a they'd be a solid seven every single game. Yeah. And they they'd know what it was like because they were. At, they started from the bottom and now they're playing in the Premier League. Where now football is so changed, you've got all these players getting everything already. These players, like I'm not they're saying a dig at McCormick or stuff because he's been good for us. But he was at Chelsea, he's probably earning quite a good money. He goes to Nobu, he goes to freaking anywhere he wants to. He hasn't had to eat at the bottom. No one, a few of these players ain't eating at the bottom. Do you get know what I mean? Yeah. And the other one you said is being a fan. Some people just want to be a fan now. They haven't got I haven't got millions to give to the club. And I find that if you're like people like me and you uh, and other my mates and stuff who just go home and away, we buy merchandise. We do what we can. we got no respect. There's no respect from the top brass at the club. You, 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 unless you're volunteering, unless you're putting money into the bond or you're giving money and in investment, we don't give a shit really about you, you and your, your feelings and your opinions. You're a fan. You're going to come anyway. So it doesn't matter what you think anymore. Uh, and that's where I, I said one of I was talking to you off here. One of our mates on Saturday, someone had a, one of the directors had a go at him because he took one of the plastic glasses out the uh, ground. This is someone who don't miss a game. He goes home and away, every game, right? Spent yeah. thousands, thousands, and not just money. It's hours as well. Missing weddings, missing funerals, missing dates with girls, breaking up with girls because you want to go Wimbledon instead, and they don't understand it, right? You miss everything. You miss so much. I've missed so much. No, and I'm not. This ain't me going. Oh, I wish I'd, I'd, I'd no, never no, change it. Same. Never change it for a million years. I've loved some of the journeys I've had. I, I and I, I ain't I ain't been that much this year, and maybe that's probably why. Uh, but now I just feel like he got, he got someone at a game because they took, he took one of the plastic glasses and said to him, "You're costing the club money. It's Forty p for a fucking glass. This is someone who spent thousands on this club." But there's no respect for the normal fan at Wimbledon anymore, and that's why I find if, if it's. It's, I've made that point a few weeks ago, like one of my mates, Matt, he said, he said, it's it's like you're either one or the other now. There's no yeah. opinions or debating anymore. You could be fan ownership and I could be sell out. No, you're a prick if you want to sell out. And it's like, and I think it's social media as well. Context don't come across properly. So if me oh. and you were in a pub and there was someone we could speak to, who what, why would you want to be fan ownership? This is the, it's a good debate. But there is none of that anymore, Danny. And it, it really, and it, I find at the moment, there is that real between the club. And I think it's all the bollocks that we get told. Do you know what I mean? All, all the stuff that we, like the, the transfer committee, the transfer committee, we don't want experienced players. We only want young players who are hungry. And then we sign Lee Brown. So they've gone st- straight back on what their processes were straight away. It's like, I love experienced players. I love people that just, I just want players who are going to give this shit for Wimbledon. Yeah. Go Definitely out on
1: so I'm not
0: bothered. No, I love her. One of my best, my favourite players, and probably will be one of my favourite ever AFC Women players is Ayo Basel because everyone was said he was too small. When Robbo loves it, everyone said you're too small. You're not going to play, and he's most of the time he's brilliant. Yeah, he's had a bit of a dip in form, which he's a young lad, but I love that kind of player for us, and that's all I want. Rudy's kind of giving it, but I think there is a divide at the moment, and I think it comes from the top, and I think. I get what you mean about this. The, the one thing I don't get is I don't think we're going to be like this forever until we pay off the debt, because it ain't about budget. We've seen that with Cosgrove coming in, the young lad. Do you know what I mean? He looks like he's, he's been given this opportunity to be a player.
1: Yeah.
0: And the goal he scored the other day, he, he's going to give 100% to be a professional footballer.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and I like that kind of attitude in him. But that will be kicked out of him soon, because you're not allowed to have that attitude at Wimbledon. I'll
1: be honest though, Lee, yeah. Right, without... With this, with the, with knowing knowing the mat, knowing what we're gonna do, right? I, I just I don't know how we're gonna get. Gonna get to mid table, like we're just we can't. Looking at the signings, I mean, look at the signings in the windows. Because like the players yeah. that have gone to the places. We just we just can't compete, mate, and anymore.
0: This is why I get frustrated with our management team because when they come in, I thought we were going to have this totally different philosophy that we were Wimbledon. We're in a youth team. We're Wimbledon and it doesn't matter if you're Rotherham, Sunderland, Ipswich, Man U, you're coming up against a Wimbledon side who's going to give 100%. Where we have, I don't think we're getting it at the moment on the pitch. Really don't think we're getting it. And off the pitch, we are so concerned about making sure that the debt's pay, which is, has to be done, yeah. but we're forgetting about the normal fan who hasn't got the million pound or a thousand pounds to put into a bond, but they still buy season tickets every year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's so, I, I, I believe there's an us versus you kind of mentality at the club there. We've got too many people that want to be the celebrity Wimbledon fan. They're doing stuff to get, feel good about themselves and do it for themselves. Do you know what I mean? We don't do this podcast to... To be I don't I don't care what I get out of the club or anything. I, that's why I will never sign a volunteers charter. I will always be honest and and sometimes to my detriment. But I don't it's what how I feel about this. I've been supporting this club 25 years. Love it to bits. Yeah. I've given up so much for it. But I just feel sometimes I just feel like I just feel sometimes what's the point? Because the people at the top don't we're just fans. And we are, I've, to me, I've, I feel like we're being treated like customers a little bit more than we should be.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good point in terms of the fans, the customers. Like I said, we're definitely going to beg to differ in terms of what, how we're going to be operating because I just I can't see how we're going to get any any level of improvement. if. The, and again, this is the conversation point around culture. When Robo was talking about youth culture and that we're about young players, he's not. It's not. It's it's what, it's the fact is the guy has been given a pathetic piece of paper and said this is the amount of money you've got to spend. Basically, you've got you've got the opportunity to to basically spend first team money on four players maximum, and after that, you're basically picking kids or younger guys who can run around. That's basically what you're at, and I don't know how that's going to change. The fact that we had to go back to fans a second time, so even more money, and I just feel I just feel that. I, the amount of money that's being, been one second, the amount of money that's being given to the club by people who have good faith and good health and whatever it might be, are we? We're not. We're just not. I don't see how you can mend the divide unless the team are playing well. If the team play well, all the fan stuff can go and do one. But how can the team play well if you're just not going to give them the resources to do it? And in this league, in my opinion, we should. And again, I told my mate. He said I was mad. You stay up, I'd sell a Sal, I'd sell Radoni. I'd get a million and a half, pay off a million of the, of the loan and we start again and we have to be a selling club. How can we possibly be anything but a selling club? We can't create a culture. We, we, have to, the players.
0: Yeah, we have to be a selling club, Dan. And that's the point where we come back to earlier, though, we, we sold Palmer 300 grand. We haven't invested that into the team. That's going back onto the loan. So we're contradicting what we said earlier regarding should we invest it and stuff like that. But the, the, the point I want to make to you is with regards to the... the, the Bond and stuff. I've got no problem with a second bond. I really don't. We've put it out there. It's a very, very good interest rate. You're not going to get that interest rate anywhere else. It's better than the banks. So why not? If you've got 10 grand sitting in a bank on 1%, why not put it into Wimbledon over five years for 7%? It's a, it's a good business. It's, I, I, I don't have no issue with that. What I have issue with is the fact that they're trying I get trying to change the culture within the club. So Robbo yeah. telling the player, Robbo says finishers, right? Why is that all being forced on us as fans? I'm, a, I, am i am old, so I like substitutes. Most people like something They're called fucking substitutes, yeah. Don't push that shit on me. I'm a football fan, right? Don't put if Robbo wants to do it in house, brilliant. They call him finish. Look, you're a finisher, Cosgrave. You're a finisher. Brilliant stuff. That's within house, yeah. Brilliant. As yeah. a football fan, they're substitutes, right? We're bringing on substitutes. It's all the stuff we keep getting. All this shit. It's absolute bollocks. Talk to us all the time. It, it's the stuff like today uh, we put out a thing about someone threw something on the pitch. Yeah. yeah, I hope if it's if it's malicious, fine. No one knows the context in it. No one knows if it was done on purpose. If it was done on purpose, yep, then that person should be reprimanded, hundred percent. But don't go chasing stories. And also, uh, with regards to that, oh, I just lost my train of thought because I'm in such a rant now. But we've got oh, a Milton Keynes fan. Message going blah blah blah. They the, the official site reply to it. That's like someone on a Spurs fan uh, going onto an Arsenal Twitter, the actual official Arsenal Twitter, reply and then they, they reply back. What are you what are you doing just messaging a troll? Just leave it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean it's just and all the errors that we have with all the stuff that goes on, like the four you get free tickets for the price of four instead of tickets I know it's it's little moans and stuff, but it doesn't help, especially when, as you said when we're losing. It does not help when we're losing. I mean, the, the thing and I would you say, You just dude, see mistake after mistake and you think all they're doing is begging us for money. Get all the fucking stuff right. We might even be able to get better sponsors in. But again, it becomes back down to that people that want to be a celebrity fan and they want to get stuff out of it. They want to get signed shirts, <coughs> excuse me, signed boots and, and they're doing it for their own personal stuff instead of worrying about what the club... And as I said... Myself, I'm a fan. I go watch Wimbledon. I will buy a season ticket probably next year as well. I couldn't buy one this year. I said, This is I get sick for not going to games. This is the first year I think I've not had a season ticket. I went to watch Wimbledon FC play five years in a row. I went up to Grimsby Night on a Tuesday, got fish thrown at me, coined. I've been to fucking everywhere watching Wimbledon. I will still continue watching Wimbledon. My son's 13, he's a massive Wimbledon fan. We're fan. I'm a fan at the end of the day. I just want to see a good team on the pitch. I don't care about the budget. I just want them to play and give 100%, which is not what I'm seeing at the moment. And off the pitch, I, I just... There's little weasels in the club that really annoy me.
1: I mean, as I said, I'm sure we, we beat Shrewsbury and we beat Cheltenham and, and the place is rosier. And it is very easy to be reflective. The, the main concern I have around the whole conversation we're having around the club and about the money situation... I mean, let's put ballpark figures. Rodoni's worth what three quarters of a million, I'd say. A, a Sal something similar. In my head, w- w- the whole point of what we're trying to do is to keep a group of players together to stay in that team. I don't care whether we start, or go down. In my in my humble opinion, Rodoni goes in the summer, and a Sal's probably going to follow him because we're going to. Unfortunately, these players are going to be offered a lot more money somewhere else. They're going to be offered. A, we're going to be offered a decent amount of money with a with a a sign on. And ultimately that is what we do our job now is to get a load of players in young guys are you good well done can we sell you yes money go to the club here goes a little bit how are we creating this culture we're not because we're constantly getting rid of players to bring one in so it's just i, I don't really understand it
0: danny it was the Wimbledon way we used to of get course. people from from league one league two we used to get people like uh Cole court from our youth team sell them on for millions but,
1: but you're right but that's not again going back to the conversation that's not the conversations that we're having about this squad. This squad, you just said it yourself, is: can we get them? Can we keep them together, growing together, learning together? They're not going to be together because the sale's going to go in the summer, and so is And do you know what? They should be going because that's what we should be doing: getting a guy in. You're very good. We'll get seven hundred and fifty k plus a sell on Radoni. Go lost, right? You're you you have to keep your in the championship. Yeah, let me redo it, and we do it, and we redo it. But we've been we've been you know in the game for a while. We've had different year groups. We very, very rarely... We had a, the Nightingale and Hartigan together, who I think were very close in terms of... Well, in fact, they're not very close, really. Nightingale's a lot older. But you've got... Most years, you get maybe one, a maximum of two or three, who play, who are a similar kind of year. We've got We and Asal. We, don't, we haven't generated a huge number of outstanding first-team footballers who you could say, it will, in the annals of time, will be deemed as amazing footballers. We're going to lose these two we're going to need two people to replace them which you probably don't have because if they were good enough they'd be in the squad anyway and they're not so it's just kind of like i don't really know how that's going to work and all I'm all it will do in my opinion is push the two ends of the fan base further and further away creating a massive vacuum in the middle and it's a concern because ultimately right now we need everybody together particularly getting past the players which the other thing that grates me is when and again I understand what he's saying, Robbo, about you know what, we're fans, we've got to really give the players something to push and we've got to give it our all. We're, the, we're fans there to be entertained in a game of football. Would it be alright if maybe the footballers give us a bit of something to cheer about? But Would it game be game okay for? if the footballers give us a little bit? Away games, different story. We know the away crowd's different to the home ground, but Come on, guys, seriously. What does the be, help us
0: out a little bit? It comes down to all that bullshit again, though. All the bollocks I said. It is literally like you get a player, a new player come, and they go, well, oh, what you, what are you going to do? What, you, what about these fans? They're not going to turn around and go, I think these fans are a bunch of idiots, do you know what I mean, paying me to come and play. They're going to go, yeah, I want to. It's all them stupid questions all the time. I know every club does it, but we could be different. We don't have to be the same generic, oh, we're the greatest story. What do you think about the fans when we sign a new player? Also, you know, like social media, social media, I think, so bad at the moment for, for football in Wimbledon. Yeah. Uh, and I just, it grates on me sometimes when you go, say, someone has a bad game, and say, Rudy, for example, had a bad game, and someone goes on there and go, bloody hell, oh, Rudy was awful today. Right. Or don't say that. If Rudy's on there reading it, then that's his own fucking problem because. Yeah if you're stupid enough as a footballer to go and read all the negative comments I bet you're loving the positive comments that you get yeah, don't go on there and read comments and at the end of the day they're AFC Wimbledon fans groups they're for, that's what they're for they're for people to be positive and negative I've seen positive posts and I just think well you're going a bit way over the top there we're not Brazil but I won't go on there and go look mate you're an idiot and it's like I see coast the other day like uh, back in Femme got loads of abuse didn't he from Milton yeah. Keynes fans Bang out of order what they were singing, But it, it is what it is. It's football. That's what happens. Yeah. People are in uproar. The next time, oh, look, there's an MK player f- playing for Charlton on Saturday. Make sure we give him a load of abuse. Wait a minute, but where's the this double standards? And it's that's why I think football at the moment is so double standards. It's unbelievable. And, and it's social really media, it, social media is, and, and then groups are for that kind of vacuum. They're for that kind of, to put, your anger, to put vent if you want to, without actually going up to Cosgrove and going, oh, look, mate, I think you're going to be a donkey. Put it on the group. And if he reads it, that's up to him. He don't have to go on the fans group and read it.
1: I mean, I go hate home. being negative and I do apologise for those people who are watching who want us to be super duper cheery and stuff and hopefully, at the same time, our honesty and frankness is re- mildly endearing. And I want to be really, really positive and I'm certain that with a bit more sleep from my little bubby letting me sleep, with a bit of maybe a win here, a win there, it will change. But I just feel like we've kind of, we're in Groundhog Day and we have been for the last five or six years. And I don't see how that's going to change. And I'm just frustrated because I felt, genuinely, it's my stupid fault. I generally felt that this year was going to be the year where we're going to be 12, 13, 14. And actually we're going to see that improvement. And you know what? We're exactly as we are. And the reason why we're exactly we are, is because we can't afford anything else. And that's what we are going to be. We're overhitting our mark. If we get relegated, which to be honest is a, is a live threat, and maybe it is time, maybe it is time, to, like you said, to go down and have a year in the Football League that we're actually winning games rather than Damn. being a year where we're losing constantly. It's just hard to watch.
0: Then I get shot down all the time, all the time, by saying this is no different to previous years. And it ain't no different. And the problem really is, every year we get sold this dream at the start of it. And I thought we were sold a dream this year with regards to our culture is going to change. We don't care who we're playing. We're going to get after this team. And that's not happening. And as I said, if you want to change the culture within the club, within the players and their mindset, 100% you're going to do it. You're not going to change the mindset of all the fans, unfortunately. Ain't you? I've been watching football for too long to be started calling people finishers. I'm not yeah. going to do it. It's, they're substitutes to me. We're bringing on subs. Uh, and I just don't like the fact that we're to- it's like we're in a cult being brainwashed. And there's a few people I know that have been brainwashed by it all, and they're they're absolutely sold on it, which is fine. That's up to them. That's their, their their prerogative. But I just, I just, yeah, I think it comes from the top, and we're so scared of being Wimbledon. And you can't just be a fan anymore. You 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 can't just be a fan. You have to do more. And unfortunately, not everyone can. But yep, we've okay. been ranting. We've been ranting on a little bit, but we're probably going to go on another rant in a minute because when we come back, we're going to discuss where we think we're going to end this season. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. So we're back and we're going to be uh, going through uh, what we think we're going to finish this season. Uh, We'll only be a quick one, Danny, because we've in that last section. Right. Quite quite bad. Uh, If we get decent from Cosgrave, we'll stay up. If he's horrendous, we go down.
1: Okay, so in that case, we're, I'm going to be turbo on it and I'm going to be very, very quick here then. Um, what position are we going to finish, Lee? We've had all uh-huh. the January transfer. We've had, we're basically at halfway point in the, um, in the league. We're, we've played, let's have a look. We've played 28 games. We're just over halfway-ish. We're sort of like 55% of the way there. We're on 30 points. Um, where are we going to finish? Uh,
0: the last place in the relegation zone.
1: We're going to be 21st.
0: Yes. Okay. Only because I think Gillian and relegated. They're already down. They're an awful side. Uh, and I also think that who else were down there? Doncaster. Doncaster. They've done some decent business, but I think it'd be too late for them. I think crew. crew are relegated as well. And then I just, I don't see us scoring enough goals. If, as I said, if Cosgrove comes in and does really well for us and we can start scoring goals and looking like we're going to score goals as well, making opportunities, then I think we'll stay up. But at the moment, on current form, I don't think I think we've got such a tough range of fixtures coming out. I think we'll get we we're gonna get relegated.
1: Well I think I think we're gonna now finish nineteenth. And I think we're gonna finish nineteenth because I think the bottom the bottom three I think are gonna be the bottom three. I think Gillingham might come on a bit of a charge because I think Harris is a really good appointment for them. But I think Doncaster are done. I think also the fact that we're gonna get these home games out of the way, I think we might I think the last game is going to be a humdinger, Fleetwood away. I think that's going to be a really, really interesting one. I think we're just about going to have enough. I think Cosgrove is is actually going to be all right. I think he's going to be someone that's going to work well with us because if he doesn't, then we're not going to be 19th. We're definitely going to be 21st. But I think we're just about going to make it. So I'm going to say we're going to finish in 19th.
0: I think it's between us, Malcolm and Fleetwood. I think Lincoln with Mark now will get out of it. Shrewsbury, I saw enough from them the other day to think, yeah, they'll pick up points. Same as Cheltenham. And then obviously, the only other one I think could be drawn into it is Accrington and Cambridge, because Accrington always go on a dip. Yeah. Uh, There's seven, seven points clear of us, but we've got one game in hand. So that would put us the four challenge points is, is
1: that We've got to be, realistically, at least three wins above Accrington between now and the end of the season. Oh, I, I just up- worry
0: that we've got so many tough fixtures coming up. Yeah. But we could be out there and gone, unfortunately. I definitely
1: think at some point between now and the end of the season, we're going to be in the bottom four at some point. And it's a case yeah. of how we're going to react to it. Who do you think, Lee, at the end of the year is going to be player of the year?
0: Uh, Assal.
1: You think Asal's going to be player of the year?
0: God, Rudy's close at the moment, but Rudy ain't got that likable character, unfortunately, which is a shame because I do. He is brilliant. The other day, he'd done some skills and stuff, he looked unreal. I just think is going to be player of the year because he's, he's, cons- he's consistent, really. I said, like the other week I was pulling him off at half-time. Not literally, obviously. You are pulling Asal uh, off
1: at half-time, yeah? I was
0: pulling- that's probably why he had a different fall. Uh, but half-time, I was, yeah, he was off. And in second half, he was unbelievable. And I just think he gives us so much. Uh, Zanef's a close one again for me. I think he's been brilliant for us. Uh, and I think if Marsh had played the whole season... He'd be up there at the moment. And Woodyard has been decent. But for me, I think Ayo Vassal is going to be our player of the year.
1: And who's going to be our top goalscorer?
0: scorer? Vassal, isn't it? He's got eight at the moment.
1: Well, yeah. But, I mean, who do you think will be the top goalscorer at the end of the year?
0: Ayo Vassal. yeah? Yeah, because Palmer's got seven. He ain't coming back.
1: So Rodoni, though. I'm going to go Rodoni's away. got
0: seven. Rodoni. Yeah, it's between Rodoni and Aissell. Uh Vassal's on a bit of form now. So, I think, yeah, Sal again, top goalscorer. Okay. I mean,
1: I've, I've, I had mean, loads of others, but I think they're, that, I think they're the three. I, I just... I am. Exp- I mean, to be honest, since the Boreham Wood game, which I think was probably the worst I think I've seen us play for donkey's years, we have seen very, very small improvement between then and now. I felt that the Shrewsbury first half, we I felt that we were back to a level where I thought we were decent. I think it'll be interesting to see when, um, if Presley comes back, how whether he's going to fit into that squad... Whether Lawrence gets game time, Woodyard coming back, I feel like I feel like we're going to have enough of a push at the right time, just to get us over the line. But the problem is, unfortunately, is that as I said, we said last time, is is the bigger, is the bigger picture. Is anything going to change for us so we can kick on, or are we? Is this just what we have to accept now as Wimbledon fans? We go, we're in League One, we stay up with no more than three games left in the season to play. Or do we, or do we, you know, we welcome a potentially different a different league where you know we might actually better be mildly competitive. But I feel if we go down, I think we'll struggle.
0: The problem is, Dan, we're on relegation form at the moment, aren't we? We're in yep. relegation form. Uh, and nothing is changing. Nothing changes with regards to formation, nothing changing regarding personnel. Uh, like for like subs that we've discussed previously. So I don't get how we all think it's going to turn around and, and we're going to be all right. We've got some of the toughest fixtures coming up. We still got to play teams like Bolton, Sheffield Wednesday. It's, You've it's got just gonna... and
1: Rotherham. I mean, that's
0: oh. and then Sunderland. Yeah. So they, they're coming really thick and fast, but we're not changing anything, and we don't look like scoring goals. Uh And, and against better defenses, I don't think we will. And as I said at the moment, if Cosgrave does not come in and hit the ground running, then unfortunately, we're going to be playing League Two football next season. Mm. Another positive comment from us, both I started off so... I was positive. i was in I'm looking the right forward to move. my
1: next four hours with a crying baby. That's fantastic. You've really I'm gonna
0: tuned go, I'm going to go get in bed after this, mate. Oh, anyway. It's
1: it just, it just like I said, I think the, it's just a frustration on the fact that we were so good, Lee. We were so good. Like, we had the set pieces going, Oxford at home, we muddled them in the second half, A was running riot.
0: But this is what been we... doing. bit. We've said it a, a number of times, and this is all we want that's all I want I'd care if we lost 4-3 every single game when we got relegated and we were we put in performance on the pitch I'd go yep I'm fine with it but we're but not it's still doing time.
1: It. we've got yeah. I mean, we've got a. as I said I, I have faith in Robbo and I think he is a long term thing I think we're having a difficult one it's just I don't know how we can expect to do much without the, the backing but we have got the players who when they play well they're good so it's just a case of let's hope Cosgrove comes off and like I said did you want to chat about the Charlton game Charlton yeah, and, we'll, uh, Charlton
0: we'll, and go, we'll go straight into a preview then of the uh, Charlton and uh, the Rotherham game are you going to Charlton?
1: not going to go to Charlton no I'm going to go to Rotherham Um, I feel like with the Charlton game I think away from home actually I think a bit of pressure off is going to be quite good I think we're going to like I, I think I mean Charlton they beat Portsmouth in the week I saw a bit on the yeah, telly they, they were decent. amazing um, I'm not overly um expecting a lot out of the next two games. It's a shame
0: because Charlton looked really good on Tuesday against Portland. Yeah, I think the
1: next two games, I think there's a possibility that at the end of it we'll be in the bottom four.
0: It's kind of um, annoying, really, because Charlton, as I I've said this many times before, they're just a nothing club. Yeah, they live they live in the shadow of Millwall and Palace and they, they literally is not I know a few of the lads are going down there, they're going on a boat. So taking we're taking a boat down to where well, nice. I'm not going. That's quite cool. Oh, mate, it's a great... If you if you go with Charlton next season, come on the boat. It's amazing. It's such a good laugh. Beer, drink, down the Thames. Bosch. I don't, don't really care about what happens in the game then after that, but... uh so what's really going to happen us.
1: Saturday? Well, I mean, I'm going to go with... Uh, <sighs> I, I, I just can't see us impacting the game or not. I think it will be. I think it'll be a 2-0, Charlton, unfortunately. We'll
0: go 4-2-3-1, like we yeah. normally do. We'll have to do that, to be fair, because Charlton look quite good. Yeah, uh, I think we'll lose. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I think two one. I think we'll lose two one. Hopefully, Cosgrove. We 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 are really really pinning out all our hopes of staying up on this kid on coming Cosgrove, in and doing yeah. something. And, and he, he hasn't done anything. We
1: literally are and two he, years. The weird thing about it is that if he actually does and does okay, which is more than capable of, then we could have a great run and we can actually kick up.
0: But the one the one game I worry about is Rotherham because if we're defensively as bad as we have been. They could rip us to absolute pieces. They score goals for fun. They play really good, quick attacking football.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, and I think we we could be on a hiding.
1: Are they top, Rodger?
0: They were top. I think Sunderland might no Sunderland because no, they sat but their Robert, manager.
1: Wigan Wigan might be top.
0: See, that's why I would say, like, women and fans, you think we're moaning? You think we're bad? Sunderland sat their manager who was third because they got that's beat six nil by Portsmouth. I read that as West,
1: mental.
0: West Brom just sat their manager.
1: Because there's only
0: one, 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 one in seven. Do you know what I mean? So we are, we just rant. We don't go around sacking people and stuff. But at the end of the day, yeah, it, I, I just think Cholton, We really have to go out and put a performance. in it's a big pitch. I do think we'll struggle on it. And Rotherham, I, I just think they're just too good for us. They're a Championship team,
1: and that's okay. Yeah. Like I we said, we're not, we're not, you know, us losing to Rotherham's no crime. I mean, I, as I said, it would be amazing to get something, but I, I'm not seeing us get. A lot out of those two. And then obviously, after that, we're going to have Sunderland and Bolton. So yeah. it's going to be, and the Braves, well, Sunderland and Bolton away. Tough. It's going to be a tough six, six, um, next six games here, mate. I think, I think it's going to be a little bit of a.
0: Well, that's what we said before. It's the three games before it that we should be winning and giving ourselves a little bit of a, a breather. We haven't. Now we're coming into a really, really tough fixtures and we need to, and we need to, yeah. And I don't know what we're going to do. I really think if, if you play teams that are better than you, 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 as you, could, you can kind of deal with it. But I, I just can't see us dealing with Rotherham and Charlton. I just think they look so good against Bournemouth. But I, you know us,
1: stuff. mate, we, when we play against good sides, we always seem to do all right. We're kind of struggling against the lower teams. Maybe this is just going to be the baptism of fire. We're going to nick one off someone's bum. We won 2-0, didn't we? Barnet and Polian that year. Who knows? This could be the launch of the Cosgrove era. No, I hope
0: I hope you're right, mate. I hope you're right. And yeah, hopefully, yeah, we'll we'll be speaking next week. It'll be a lot more positive. We'll try and make we, it a little we more... We
1: promise to be more cheery next week.
0: <laughs> Enjoy it. As long as the club are doing things that we like. Let's
1: get a live comedian on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> mate, that could be me, to be fair. Right. Well,
1: you say
0: that. Danny, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And hopefully oh. we'll be talking about two wins. Highlight my week. F- four points next week.
1: Thanks, everyone, for, for listening from Negativity and... Uh, Let's let's just stick together.
0: Right. Come on, you dons. Hello ones. See you later, Dan. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast.
1: Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at The Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans. For the fans.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talksport fan network. Talksport, powered by fans.